Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. Today I have with me good friend Blair Kim, who、uh, my regular listeners will know as the host of the When I Grow Up podcast. Today she came over to just chat about life as a podcaster, you know, ups and downs, share some experience and stories regarding、um, yeah, being a podcaster. But yeah, we expand on a lot of things.、It's, we don't just talk about podcasting, we just talk about life,、um, being a parent during COVID with, with little, little kids and you know, the anxieties and struggles and everything that comes along with that. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Blair. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And congratulations on a year, years、yes. worth of podcasting. It's,、um, thank you. I, you know, I, I feel like when you made it to a year,、uh-huh. it was like really monumental. Cause like, <laughs> no, because like, I remember when you first started telling me that you were going to do the podcast、mm-hmm. and you said you're going to, like, every week you're going to take, Put one out, and that was kind of your goal. Yeah, yeah. And when you made it, I was like, wow, that's really that's amazing.、Yeah. And then I was like, okay, we'll just see what happens. And then before I knew it, it was already a year. Yeah, it flew by. I guess it was a combination of COVID. Right. But just, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it was yesterday when we were talking about, like, yeah, you should do the podcast. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I remember exactly where we were. We were in your living room、uh-huh. and we're, we had just had dinner and we we're talking about how awesome it would be for you to start the podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I brought it up with you a couple of times, but、mm. I think that particular night I was like, I'm going to do it.、Mm. <laughs> yeah. And it's been really great. So、um, thanks for coming because I, I wanted to ask you just, you know, about the podcast. Oh, first of all,、mm. we have to mention the podcast is called When I Grow Up. And the premise is you speak to people, Asian Americans, who、mm-hmm. are in different professions and industries,、mm-hmm. um, and you ask them about their careers, how they got there, what they do,、mm-hmm. and in hopes of inspiring the next generation of Asian Americans, right? Yes, yes,、yeah. that's、and、pretty much it. It's such a noble vision and noble cause. It almost makes me wonder, like, man, what am I doing with my podcast? You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, <laughs> no, no. That's- no. I, but no, we do have to give credit where credit is due. And it's, it's amazing because, especially because I know there are younger people listening、mm. and they are really saying, oh, like this would be an interesting field to get into. Like this would be fun to do, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I think everything that you kind of summed up that describes my heart for the podcast, that's、um, all true. I think、uh, another piece to that, though, is.、Um, My desire to kind of like connect people with what maybe is out there that they didn't know was out there, but、mm-hmm. they could be good at, right?、Mm-hmm. So, like, I think one thing that I'm a little bit more passionate about is、um, I truly believe, I know that you do too, that everyone has their own giftings、mm-hmm. and their own talents and things that they're good at.、Mm-hmm. Um, But I think a lot of people don't know how to like put the puzzle pieces together to, and they don't realize that you can take what you're good at and combine it with a career and truly like thrive in、mm-hmm. the career and love what you do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so I, I think that's another piece to why I wanted to do the podcast as well. Because I mean, me myself, I, 
graduating high school, I had no idea what my options were. So, right. Yeah. You know, and so we recorded an episode where I described like the work that I do. Yes. And I, I kind of want to apologize and do kind of a addendum. Ad- an, addendum. I don't even know how to say the word. An addendum uh-huh. to, to that episode. Uh-huh. Like I, I have I have to tell people um, if, if you listen to that episode, I, I'm not really like I explain what I do, uh-huh. but I'm not that passionate. I, I straight <laughs> up say I don't really like what I do. And like, you know, like it's not it's just to pay the bills. Um, but I have to say I was in a really I was kind of in a dark period in terms of like mental health mm. and 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 just work life balance. Mm. Um, there It was like a weird, like perfect storm of like my wife is doing all these cool things. Like I'm stuck in a job that I kind of I don't really know if I like or not. And like the workload was like there was a lot of like things I was doing. Like I feel like um, because I I kind of am a, a I, I just say yes to everything that they ask me to do at work. I was juggling a lot of things and like I was dealing with anxiety at the time. So that perfect storm just I, I went into the podcast saying, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be true to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. And like when I think about like the way that I presented my work, uh, I feel bad to people who might be because I feel like I kind of miss might have misled people because like now I I'm perfectly fine with my job. I, I, <laughs> I won't say that I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It is still like to pay the bills. But um, the fact that it gives me the ability to do other things and, you know, like. When I talk to my coworkers, they're really great. Like mm-hmm. the work that I do, like I'm, I'm having a lot of fun in this new project that I'm in. Um, and I, I did uh, uh, go to counseling and helped mm-hmm. with my anxiety a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, I do want to say I apologize because almost like I, whenever I listen to your podcast, everyone's so passionate and everyone's it's like, crazy, right? Yeah. And it's, <laughs> It's so great to hear because, mm. like, you grow up watching Friends and thinking, oh, I'm going to have a job like Chandler Bing. Mm. Like, Mike's, Mike's on yes, talked about it. But then yes. even he really likes what he does and, like, he's, like, passionate about it. So I think we grow up assuming we're going to be in a boring job. And for anyone who listened to my podcast with you, they might be like, oh, no, like, that's it's going to be I'm going to fall into that same dark hole. But um, no, guys, that was just the reflection of the. Uh, things I was going through <laughs> at the time, but I I think I can say I'm much closer. I, I, I have to be honest. I'm not passionate mm. about my job, but I'm much more passionate relative to what I where I was back then. So yeah, I want to apologize. Oh no, <laughs> I mean I appreciate the apology, David. But at the same time, I think it was probably worse in your head than it actually was, mm. right? Especially because you're going through a lot of things personally. Mm. For me, that interview I thought was great. I thought oh. I learned so much about what you do. And personally, what I took from it was, oh, like the way David's mind works does well for this kind of job. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I feel like there are people that tick like you and think like you mm. and um, could hear this particular episode with you and I and, yeah, might think the same thing. Like, mm. oh, yeah, like, I kind of think like David, like, very, like, logically and also, like, this devil ad- devil's advocate kind of personality of oh, what would happen, worst-case scenarios. Um, and I... I Again, I appreciate the apology, yeah. but but at the same time, I did not feel that at all. Oh, okay. 
Good. I didn't Good. feel that at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I even I, I guess this is to my listeners too. I think I've complained about my job on several podcasts. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. yeah I but, know. Yeah. It's just. But I, I'm I'm just hoping people see it as what it is. It's mm. just a progression of you know my life. Yes. Yeah. But um. So just can, do you mind if I ask you a few questions about podcasting? No, man. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know you've done it weekly for a year. Uh-huh. You're like a legit podcaster. <laughs> I, there so are, weird. It's so weird. <laughs> legit. Because the statistic I I saw was like something crazy like 80% of the podcasts created on Anchor, or mm. the platform that we use, um, they don't go more than two episodes. Really? So, yeah. Something, I, f- I forget if it was those exact numbers, but it was something oh, kind of crazy like that. Interesting. The majority of podcasts started on the platform. They do like one, two, maybe three episodes and they're done. Um, so they're, you're in a very small minority, you know, huh. having gone consistently for so long. Yeah, yeah. Actual content creator. So <laughs> I feel comfortable asking you these questions. Okay. So a- as a podcaster, so first question I want to ask, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of did ask you this already um, at the at AZ's birthday party. Right, right, uh, right. Because you your podcast is about careers mm-hmm. and how people get into them like what they do and you're almost like trying to tell people hey if you're interested in this kind of stuff you should consider this career right mm-hmm. but this might just be me uh, because i'm vain but whenever i choose a job like i consider a job i look at salary mm-hmm. you know so like have you ever thought about like giving some sort of like salary range or like asking for, for the people that are comfortable, like asking them what their salary might look like or, or anything like that. Have you thought about that? Yeah, I mean, after we talked about it at Ace's birthday party, I, um, I had thought about that before, mm-hmm. before you even asked me. And um, I think in the very beginning of the podcast, my husband and I, David, I even asked him like, oh, like, what do you think? Like, do you think this is an important question? And he, he told me, you you decide, right? Mm-hmm. And I gave it some thought and... Because um, I agree with you. I think it is important. You know, yeah. I think for some people, they um, probably base a lot of their decisions on what career they're going to have based on the average salary mm-hmm. of that career. However, I, I felt that for my particular podcast, um, I didn't feel that it that particular question matched up with like my heart for doing this podcast Mm. right like i think it's important however okay i have a few reasons like my first reason is what i mentioned before right like i feel strongly that um everybody has gifts and talents and there are particular jobs or careers or things out there for people to do that can that they can really thrive in, right? Right. And so, and so, I really want to see that happen. And I just feel like asking a person's salary in that particular career would defeat the purpose of the podcast. If I want people to find things they really love, mm, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And then my second reason is, at the end of the day, if you like this particular career and you truly want to pursue it mm-hmm. and um, do something about it, I mean, you can Google it. 
Right, right. <laughs> like yeah. honestly, like you know, you can Google anything and find the average salary for that particular career. I、mm. feel like, and also, you know, my heart is to connect people, right?、Mm. So like, people that listen to a particular episode and they have questions, and I feel like that's that's something that can be shared during that time, one on one,、mm. right? Like, it doesn't need to be on this platform, and I think they can be more candid about those conversations in person as well. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, like, but yes, I totally hear you, and I and I, it's a really great question. Yeah, no, because I I totally and I totally understand your reasoning, because yeah, it does kind of get in the way of portraying, um, the how, how much passion one has toward a certain career、mm-hmm. if it is you know if you slap a sticker price on it, right? Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so okay, that makes sense. Because for me, I I. Wondered if it had anything to do with the stigma and the taboo of talking about one's salary, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I think as Asian Americans, it's funny. Actually, the episode that came out today on、mm-hmm. when I grow up is、mm-hmm. with the um, she's a recruiter, a、mm-hmm. job recruiter, and we talk about salary. Oh, and how it is a little bit kind of a touchy subject, right? Because like you have. For those of you that don't know,、mm. um, when you go into a larger company, they ask you like, "So, what do you want your salary to be?"、Mm-hmm. Right? And、um, I think as a first time, when that happened to me, not only as an Asian American, but just someone that got my first job, I was really like, "What is this question? <laughs> <laughs> like, you want me、uh-huh. to tell you how much to give me?" Right? right? Like, but yeah, I mean, I think you're not wrong in asking that. Be- You know, because there's this weird tension,、yeah. right? And I think it's a mixture of like pride and also like none of your business,、mm-hmm. you know.、Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I that's not the reason. But I would be lying if I said it didn't cross my mind, right? right. Like I think、um, I really respect the people that come on my my podcast and give me their time、mm-hmm. just as much as you do, and.、Um, I yeah I don't want to offend them yeah but I think at the end of the day the reason I gave before truly is my my genuine reason、mm. um, because yeah it would just for me defeat the purpose of of、uh, people finding a job that they could really love yeah and you know actually I've So, like, I've had a lot of guests on tell me, like, doctors, lawyers,、mm-hmm. and the people you think would make a ton of money,、uh, right, are known to make a lot of money. They all say the same thing: if you're doing this for the money, don't do it.、Mm, like,、yeah. especially the doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is not. That's not a reason、mm-hmm. to do it because、mm-hmm. it's not worth it、mm-hmm. for a lot of them, right? But then, thankfully, my guests have. They tr- again truly love what they do,、yeah. and it's not about the money、yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah, dude, was it Stan Sonu who said that? Yes, I remember him saying that. Was it in your first episode? I wonder, did she say that the pediatric doctor? She said that too, right, right. and then also,、um, I have a cousin who's a district attorney,、mm-hmm. and、um, she also said it's not not for the money. <laughs>、um, yeah, there is a there's another one. Oh. I had I had a guy that works for Lockheed Martin,、mm-hmm. and he said, "Yeah, it's you shouldn't do this for the、mm-hmm. money, you know." So it's like you know, guys that probably make good money, yeah. but yeah. you know, yeah. 
I, I will say this. If you listen to my episode, you could do it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> I No, especially if you put in the work uh, early on and you get yourself like to a certain level by proving that you can do, do the work. I mean, and it's I'm, I'm talking like years, like the first like mm. five years, if you work really hard and you get to a place like me, you can kind of chill a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and then, you know, that's worth it, yeah. you know, to be able to chill like that. And also, like, and again, not everyone, I get it, not everyone thinks like me mm-hmm. and um, thinks like my guests. Mm-hmm. And some people just want it for the money. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. And um, then they can find jobs that are like yours yeah. and work hard and be able to chill, you yeah. know, after a little while. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because... It's interesting to me to, it, and I will say this, in the industry that I'm in, uh-huh. like consulting right. and engineering data analysis, like what you do at a single company is so transferable to other companies that I see a lot of my peers just, whenever they, basically whenever they want to pay bump, mm-hmm. they move companies. Like right. it, it's very, like, I, I want to say two years average. People yeah. work at a company two years and then they're like, I'm sick of this. I'm gonna go somewhere else, and they'll 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 pay me more. So, the driving factor. I, I see a lot. Actually, a lot of my like coworkers, a lot of people in that I like graduated uh, college with, and things mm-hmm. like that. A lot of them are going to like Amazon. Mm-hmm. And you hear about how notoriously bad the working conditions are. And granted, that's mostly for the warehouses, but even for like corporate jobs, mm-hmm. I hear like the culture is very like difficult. Wow. But a lot of them end up just going there, right? And and the, the it's basically because Amazon pays apparently they pay like twenty, thirty, forty, maybe fifty thousand dollars more than other companies can. Like if they need you, like they just throw cash at you. That's crazy. It's really crazy. And it's it's actually been difficult for other companies I hear mm. in this industry because um, they can't compete with the amount of money that Amazon can give. Right, so right. a lot of people have hard time recruiting people. So even my company, we're like really focused on how to recruit better um, because mm. like all, a lot of our candidates are being sucked away by Amazon. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's oh my goodness. I I am a vocal anti Amazon guy. <laughs> um, like I mean, they do some good things, yeah, and you know, make our lives easier. But in just so many different ways, because of just the size of the company, uh-huh. if they choose to, they can just wreck other people's livelihoods like so, with like snap of a finger. Oh man, yeah. I believe you, and yeah. I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. I love Amazon. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. What can you do? You know, like it's the cheapest. You know, you know, you know what's really crazy. Some products that they sell on Amazon, mm-hmm. if you go to that, the company that produces that product, if mm-hmm. you go to their website, it's actually more expensive to buy the product on their website than it is to buy it on Amazon. That's crazy. Yeah. So, How do they do that? So I think what it is, is they uh, intentionally make things cheaper on Amazon so that they can get more popular on the platform so that they pop up more. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's just mind-blowing to me. And, you know, you get it much faster if you buy it through Amazon. So sure, yeah. Like, there's... Sometimes you don't have a choice. You know right, what I mean? no, absolutely. I mean, that's pretty much 
the main reason I love Amazon is because yeah. how fast it is. Yeah. And I don't have to go, I mean, with two kids, I don't have to go out and get it and, you know, unbuckle two kids from the car seat, rebuckle mm-hmm. them in if I go to somewhere else. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's convenient. Taking over. But, anyways, all, all that to say, um, like when I think about moving jobs, uh-huh. the conversation is always around salary. Mm. Yeah. So that, that's why it's actually refreshing to hear about like your guests and the work that they do. Yeah. And you know they, them saying like I really love it. Like the most recent one that I that I listened to was the one with Mike's Hon. Right. Yes. And yes. he's just like he's such a cool guy. Like he's just like I can think logically and like I really enjoy because I actually thought. For whatever reason, I had this view of him that he was in this really like, like glamorous IT role. So okay. I thought he graduated with you know his computer science. Like he had his whole life planned out, and he knew exactly what he's he was gonna get into and all that, right? Uh-huh, but like uh-huh. when I listen to his podcast, <laughs> it's not that. Yeah, it's like oh, I did this, I didn't like this, and you know, like so it's like, um, and, and that that's another thing I really like about your podcast yeah. is that. People who seem to have everything together, mm-hmm. they don't. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they just, like, they keep at it, and then they get to the place that they need to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I feel like um, one of the biggest things I've learned about people, mm-hmm. and I've been blessed to hear about, is just, like, um, because I'm such a planner. Mm-hmm. I, like, plan everything. And, and yes, a lot of things in my life have never gone to, like gone according to plan but um it's not just me you know Mm. and uh i meet planners and non-planners but i have found you know they've they've figured out a place where they need to be and left it to if you believe in god they left it to god or just even just you know open doors for a lot of people and it's not even i hesitate to say this for my youth group but it's not even really about school at yeah. that point you know <laughs> like it's just it's just trusting yeah. the next step yeah so yeah you know real quick mm-hmm. um to just to speak on the whole salary thing too i think um it's interesting to hear that people from your your company is moving and it's based off of salary mostly, mm-hmm. but you know, I actually had a conversation with David tonight, my husband, mm-hmm. um, just about jobs in general. And, um, well, my husband and David's wife actually work at the same company yep. and, um, it's a great company, but I think one of the, one of the things that a perk that David found to be really valuable during COVID was working from home, Mm -hmm. right? And so he's not able to do that. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more of an old school company. And um, yeah, I think he he just finds it more efficient actually for him. And um, there's a lot of older people at their company. So um, I think for a lot of people there, it's inefficient for them to work from home. All that to say, um, we are talking about you know, just the benefits of maybe exploring other jobs. He's not. He's going to stay at the uh. company. But um, what I was trying to get at was, you know, at the end of the day, like, oh, then what is important to you, mm. right? Like, right? Is it worth going to another company and making more money but sacrificing other things, right? And working harder or not really loving your life or, you know, those kind of things. Is that worth it? To some people it is, right? And um, yeah, and to some people it's not. So I think that was one thing Dave and I were talking about tonight was like, yeah, I mean, 
there are pros and cons to wherever you are, but you know, you have to realize and evaluate what's important to you yeah. and your family. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and even for me though, if someone offered me a job that where I do the same thing, but I get paid more, but I have to go into the office, I would decline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I right. mean, like, as, especially as a parent working mm-hmm. from home, that's so many pluses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, because especially with how expensive childcare is, mm-hmm. yeah, and and like for lunch, being able to go see your kid every every time you eat lunch, that's that's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. yeah for and sure. you know, so um, on David, uh, I actually wanted to ask you, how is it uh, interviewing your your husband? Oh my gosh, David. Okay, so so <laughs> funny. Okay, huh? so um, actually, we did it twice. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because, okay, it was really hard the first time. Mm-hmm. First of all, the first time we recorded, it was like only 30 minutes. Mm. Because I think it was really hard for me to ask him questions without assuming the answers, right? right? Like, you know I already everything. know everything, right? So it's yeah. like hard for me to like know exactly what to say and what to talk about because I already know the answers. <laughs> and then him too he's he's already assuming i know things right, right and it was hard for him to like articulate and explain everything well in a way that someone that has no idea what structural engineering is mm-hmm. um to yeah to me right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um yeah we did it twice <laughs> <laughs> and the second time was like a ton better and that mm. was the product yeah but, there was a moment where like zoe was crying oh right? my gosh yes so wait did you guys cut that or was that in real time it was in real time. Well, so, I think he edited it out a little bit uh-huh. just because. But I think the purpose of it, like he asked me, he was like, hey, like, should I leave this in? And I kind of <laughs> liked it. Yeah, I was when I was listening to it. Uh-huh. I remember telling myself, oh, I'm so glad they kept this part in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he edited it just like um, the time I was gone and mm-hmm. running up the stairs and coming back down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I liked it because I was like, man, this is. This is our life, yeah. you know, and um, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I remember it's like it was so funny because the whole conversation was like, oh, no, I think Zoe's crying. What do I do? Oh, go get her. Oh, do, do you, are we going to stop? No, we can just keep it going. Yeah. Like, I, in my mind, I was like, oh, did, did they know that this is in? But then the time it took you to come back was so quick. I was yeah. like, oh, they must have cut that part. Yeah, but yeah. they intentionally left the, the dialogue in, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, it is great because as a podcaster, you know, there are a lot of things that happen. Like even with the whole, can I tell a quick story about your podcast oh, that you told me? Okay. It was with uh, Christina Martinez. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, you can say. <laughs> yeah, when uh, You told me that when you recorded that episode with her and, and what she did, you actually had the first conversation without having pressed the record button. Yes. <laughs> and then so you had to record again. Oh my gosh. Redo the whole thing, right? It was horrible. <laughs> it was awful. So Christina um, is my best friend. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully it was her. Mm-hmm. If it was anybody else, I probably would have quit podcasting, <laughs> honestly. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, after... So actually now Zoom, if you press record, it has this... Asks consent. Well, not just consent. Now it says it has a voice that says now recording. Oh, okay. And then when you stop, it says stop recording, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It was just a really weird day that day. I don't know if I was really tired. I don't know. Maybe I had a long day with the kids. I was excited to see her, Mm -hmm. my friend. Yeah. And we just started. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I don't know why neither of us noticed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that because usually on the top left hand corner there is like a recording thing yeah. a sign and then yeah i didn't until we talked for two hours <laughs> and then at the end of it i went to go stop record uh-huh. and realized i didn't <laughs> hit record um it was and then you know my friend you know as amazing as she is she's been on your podcast several mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. and she goes all right let's do it again <laughs> and i'm like what i don't want to i don't want to do it again so i feel like the product of that one um for people that know the two of us well Mm. i think they could probably tell something was weird Mm. because someone told me like oh you guys are like so like giddy the whole time Mm. and i was like i think we're just delirious because it was like midnight (laughs) at that point yeah but yeah that was like and i've never done it again (laughs) I've never not. Always make sure. I always make sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, and but you know, that's like those are the realities of podcasting. Sometimes you forget to hit record. Sometimes you record and like the sound quality is bad, so like you have to try to edit it as best you can. But you're like, screw it, I'm just gonna release it. Like, you know, like life happens, and so to do be able to capture that moment with your daughter, like that was I thought was like really special, especially because it was on the podcast with your husband yes yes well i mean and i think obviously that wouldn't have happened because normally david is not there with Mm. me right and so he would have been upstairs if he heard her and Mm -hmm. been able to go and um actually like the reason i've been able to get through a year of podcasting is because of david Mm. like my husband and yeah um, i mean i don't have to do all the work that you do for yours i barely do any work oh no (laughs) even just like editing and stuff i Uh like if it weren't for david i wouldn't do it Mm. and so i literally just have to show up for the interview and he does the rest so so i'm very thankful that he's able to like um yeah see my my i don't want to say dream but just kind of this project through with me and he has the equipment to do it on yeah. top of everything else. <laughs> Shout outs to David. Yes. Amazing, amazing man. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was going to ask you, where, where was he recording? Because when you guys recorded, you were in your normal, usual spot. Yes. I know that to be kind of David's like sound spot, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I wonder where David is recording. So he was just in the room in the basement next to me. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you guys were only like separated by a wall? Yes. No, I see. Yeah. I see. I, I was like, I was wondering, is he in like upstairs? I was like, okay. Oh, that, that, cause you know, that could have gone one of two ways, right? Either he said, you know, this is my original spot. So uh-huh. I'm going to record here. <laughs> you go there or, you know, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm the glad. sacrifices he makes for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, I, I have to say like this space over here uh-huh. is kind of like my, so it's my home office. Right. But also it's just kind of my man cave. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh, like i do uh-huh. like i play games and yeah. you know i you know i don't know if you guys can see here i work out here as oh, well yes yes and you have your posters yeah, here and... yeah colorful posters yes. too but so like it's it's not a spot that i can easily give up oh, you know what i mean interesting yeah like um for example sometimes like my brother-in-law comes over um like there was this one time he had to come over to work here uh-huh. um, because uh they were like repainting um, their space or something or there was mold yeah so, okay. so someone came to clean it up and you know like being a good host i could have said hey just work here and i'll go work somewhere else 
But like I, I just as much as I love him and I do love him. But like it's like, you know, it's I don't know. Like there's a a Yeah, it's like it's like my sanctuary. It's, it's not easily given up. Okay, like but let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Okay, your brother-in-law is one thing, but mm-hmm. what if Shirley wanted to come in here? Shirley often does, and yeah. she stays on this side <laughs> of the room. She often comes with Aisley sometimes, and then, you know, she's usually over there. I'm playing with Aisley. Uh-huh. But then, like, um, so I, I was a huge advocate for her setting up her own home office okay, space. Okay, okay. Because it's like, you know, like, if, if it becomes a shared space mm-hmm. is no longer my space i guess you know yes, what i mean of course so there there's a there's a i don't know I might, I might be just weird about it but no i mean i think um well david is actually really good about that mm. i don't know if it's his like because he's the oldest of two mm. of three mm-hmm. so i think he's always had to like young boy like you know right. be able to share and yeah. stuff and so he's never had an issue with that and I, we've never had that kind of conflict mm-hmm. um however it could be possibly also because of convenience right mm. like he just doesn't want to set up another space for me <laughs> and so uh, no. <laughs> so yeah it's maybe a mixture of both no yeah. it's probably because i'm the youngest oh yeah i I am so there's my brother and me so i am the baby of the family and also i think because i contain it to this space Mm -hmm. that i it doesn't spill over anywhere else right 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 like i'm really cool about like everything down i my in my head it's this room is mine but the rest of the house is shirley and aisley's and i think that that's really healthy yeah being able to like yeah yeah for sure yeah 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 because, you know, like, when we first got married, um, I don't think Shirley wanted a TV in our master bedroom. Okay. But I really wanted a TV uh-huh, in the master uh-huh. bedroom, right? You know, so, like, there were things like that that were we had to kind of work out. Uh-huh. Because my going into it was every master bedroom has a TV. Why wouldn't we have a TV in here? Oh, yeah. Right? Interesting. Like, yeah, so, I, I forget if it was the particular TV or if Shirley just didn't want one or she... Did you grow up with a TV in your room? No, but I didn't because my parents are super strict about that. Mm. TVs are for games and other things. Your room is for studying only. Mm. So the moment I started, I, the very first purchase I made when I got my job is actually that TV right behind you. That TV is super old, but I bought it specifically to put in my room because like now I can do, now I can do it. Like, I can fall asleep That's watching so the TV. funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, like, they, they, they talk about, like, uh, John Yoon says this a lot. So, John Yoon of the Bud Honey podcast, he, he calls it a mother trauma. Is that what he calls it? I don't know. Mother hurt or something. It, it's <laughs> something about, like, this trauma that you get, um, like, growing up. Like there's an unintentional trauma that your mother like gives you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I have a lot of those, yeah. I think. Because <laughs> let me tell a quick funny story. Because this actually involves you guys. I don't know if I ever told you guys. Um, so there was one time, uh, Shirley, I particularly don't eat that healthy. Okay. I, I've gotten a lot better. Uh-huh. Um, but Shirley will tell you that I'm still not there yet. Um, so like she like makes me smoothies and things like that to make me eat like vegetables like she recently got a juicer so i'm trying to make me eat like more natural things uh-huh there was this one time a few years ago where um she really didn't want me eating lamyan like instant noodles <laughs> okay okay so um I, I said okay fine i won't eat it but i work from home and shirley goes to the office and this was before we had easily 
And for lunch, I just really wanted Limeyang one day. So I cooked Limeyang and I ate it and I did all the dishes. I like threw away everything. And even in the trash can, I put the, the wrapping of the noodles like under old trash so that she wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> and then um, she, but then the one thing she saw was the leftover like vegetables from the noodles in the, in the sink, like, you know how there's that thing? The that strainer. Catch, the strainer, yeah. In the strainer. There are like a few of those in the strainer. She was like, I didn't eat limeyang recently. This is obviously from limeyang. And she goes, did you eat limeyang? And then she looked in the trash and she goes, and did you try to hide it from me? And in that moment, I was like, like, ah, oh, first of all, it's embarrassing. Uh-huh, and then secondly, uh-huh. it's like, wait, why am I needing to hide the fact that I ate something I wanted to eat in my own, you, own house? Right. And... We were actually for like whatever, and we had to get in the car because we were gonna go to your guys' place. I remember this. Yeah, to uh, help you guys move. Move, yeah. And then like we, and then Shirley like mentioned that I get in the car, and then like we got in this huge fight, and I was like, forget it. I just turned the car around and then went back home, and I came upstairs. I came in here and like didn't talk to her for like the entire afternoon, like oh, entire wow. evening, yeah, until like she like finally came up and was like, "Are you gonna eat dinner?" You know, like right, right, like. Right. So, um, but like I, I told that story um, to John uh-huh. and I had mentioned that when my, so my dad had a heart attack when I was uh-huh. like a senior in high school uh-huh. and there was a time where my mom just straight up banned Limeyang from the house uh, to a point where like my friends were smuggling Limeyang in like paper, those brown like lunch bags. They were like, <laughs> put, and then I like, I would get it from them and then like I would like sneak it. Um, so like I told him that story. You're so funny. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh-huh. And then and then John Yoon was like, Oh, that was that was your mother trauma. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's the term, but yeah, like it's because of that trauma that you had of like having something that you really enjoy taken away from you. Mm-hmm. That that's why it was so triggering when like I got caught eating it by Shirley. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> so like, I kind of remember this mm-hmm. because I remember Shirley texting me when you guys were on the way to our house mm-hmm. to help us move. But then she texted back, we can't come, we fought. <laughs> and then the next day, David was like, my David uh-huh. was like, why, why did you guys fight? Mm-hmm. And then she like told him bits and pieces of the story. Mm-hmm. And I heard a little bit too. And I was dying laughing because <laughs> i thought i mean like it, I n- it never occurred to me it could be trauma but mm-hmm. i just thought it was so funny because it was just funny yeah no it's, a, <laughs> it's such a silly thing to fight about yeah you know? yeah but then i but i understand it i understand yeah. it that's so interesting but as you're yeah. talking about this i'm like honestly thinking about my own children <laughs> and like what kind of trauma i'm giving them uh-huh. right now because uh-huh. you know i'm pretty strict mm-hmm. yeah, you know considering but they say that no child uh, leaves childhood unscathed. No, yes. In terms of trauma, you know. I even I even asked. Um, I had a a counselor on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a therapist on, and I even asked her post interview, like, mm-hmm. so. Um, and we talked. We talked about. I was like, I'm worried about my kids. You know, <laughs> like I don't want that. I don't want to mess them up. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to. And then she was like, she told me this story, right about. Um, well, it's a kind of a personal story, I guess. But I said I shouldn't share it. But she basically told me the story. And the story ended with, um, at the end of the day, like, literally. Okay, so, so okay, I, sh- I should tell a little bit. Um, basically, this person she was talking about was, she was saying that, 
um, they had had this kind of irrational fear and desire to like be perfect mm. and like want the attention of their parent right mm. um but the reason that they said they feel like this is because they, they have a memory where um they wanted like an embrace or a hug from their parent but that parent that particular day was really tired from work right so this person that she's talking about was like an elementary school mm. and they remember this feeling but then this particular person didn't vocalize it either mm. right so i'm sure if they just said you know amma appa or dad mom like i i need a hug mm-hmm. i want your attention they would have given it to them mm. but then he never vocalized it they never vocalized it right. and so they never knew yeah. right so basically the point that she was trying to make to me no matter what i do with eli and zoe um it doesn't matter because yeah. they could create their own you know wounds and scars right without even me knowing about it yeah yeah and then i was like uh and then she was like i'm sorry that was supposed to come for you i was like i'm okay okay yeah. i'm like so i'm like trust god and yeah. like leave it to him yeah, <laughs> like, yeah basically yeah. And, and she's awesome she's, she's actually the counselor i went to go see yes. um, to work out my anxiety and it's it's funny because um, i did talk to her about the anxiety of like am i parenting right because mm. like you know like that can be very anxiety inducing like if like literally the day-to-day choices. If I give my daughter this ice cream instead of this, I don't know, like blueberry, like am I putting them down a path to like diabetes? Mm-hmm. Or like you know what I mean? Yes. Like, no. Of course I know what you mean. Yeah. So it's like I, I remember telling her that, and she something that she said to me that was so profound that I've like repeated to people. I've, I've actually told this to my brother-in-law, who recently became a father. Mm-hmm. Was that? You know, like, as a Christian, you believe in God, right? Mm -hmm. I said, yes. You believe that God is sovereign and that he's, you know, got everything under control. I said, yes. And he goes, then why are you trying to be God for your your child? So good. Right? That's so good. So it's like, oh, like, that is what I'm trying to do. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, clothed it in this uh, justification of, like, I'm just trying to protect her or I'm trying to do the best that I can. But... There is a side of me that just wants to be the sovereign entity of her life to control every aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you know, that's like that shows such unreliance on God. right? Yeah. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like almost a lack of faith that God is that sovereign God who has everything under control protecting my daughter. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah when I heard that, it, it kind of struck me and hit me. I was like, oh, that's so good. Um, but it does help a lot in alleviating that anxiety that pressure yeah Yeah. that you put on yourself really yes yeah and you know like parenting in covid like from like scale of one to a hundred hundred being the hardest Mm -hmm. how difficult was it uh honestly for me it was 50 50 like i think it was i mean it was challenging in the very beginning Mm -hmm. and honestly nothing changed for my family Mm -hmm. in the sense of like our kids don't go to school or anything like that and they're still too young um 
but I think just the thought of not being able to go out、mm-hmm. comfortably was really stressful for me in the first couple months. Did the fact that you're, because like with Aisley,、um, just around the age when she was interacting with other people、uh-huh. is when COVID hit. Right. And so we were really excited about like taking her to church every week. You know, because like church community is like your family. So we wanted her to grow up with like, you know, like all the love that she would have received from like all of our friends、mm-hmm. and like like being able to play with like all, all the all of our friends' kids and all that. Like we missed out on a year of that, right?、Yeah. So like that I think was like one of the most difficult things. Right. And that was so anxiety inducing for me because it was like, is she going to be stunted socially? Or is she gonna like have, is she gonna become like a, 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 a agoraphobic? Agoraphobic. 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 Man,、yeah. I can't say any words today. No, you're、oh, Yeah, agoraphobic. Like, is she gonna become like so, such a homebody, like to the point where she has a fear of leaving the house? Like, oh, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those things. So, yeah, like, th- yeah, seeing, seeking help, like, In those times of anxiety, was、yeah. really great. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, those things that you're thinking, you're definitely not the only parent、mm-hmm. through this year that has thought that. But, you know, I think as far, you know, one thing though is different between, you know, my situation and your situation when it comes to our kids is, you know, Eli had, or Zoe had Eli. Right, right, right. right. So,、mm. um, but I will say, speak, I, I believe. Zoe's social anxiety has increased and gotten a lot worse because、mm. of the year that she wasn't interacting with people.、Mm. Before then, she was not how she is now. I mean,、mm. you've seen her when she's in, in a large group. I mean, it's intimidating being in a large group,、yeah. but I think for me, it's, it's very、um, stressful for me to watch her just literally like want to crawl in a hole and like. Die because, like, because,、right. like, I it's not who she is,、mm. and so I, I that's hard for me to watch. And I do believe that it's an effect from the year we couldn't see people.、Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think it's great that you were able to seek help during about all of these things,、yeah. you know. And、yes. I think we talked about it a little bit on your 100th episode, and、oh, yeah, right. I, I was very, very. Not only encouraged by it, but just really my eyes were opened once、mm-hmm. again to the importance of seeking mental、um, help and health.、Um, mm-hmm. And that it shouldn't be something that we hide. And I think, David, you've been such a great advocate for our community,、um, especially here in Atlanta and, and particularly the Asian American community. And I think some of the episodes that you've been able to share about it, talk about it openly, has made like, Tremendous impact、mm-hmm. on on our circles, right? In our circles, especially within the like church community that we're we're, we're a part of, and、wow. um, I'm so thankful.、Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful because these are conversations that、um, I cannot facilitate like as well as you can,、mm-hmm. and I acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Like,、mm-hmm. and I and I think it's so wonderful that we can. Share in this creative platform together and kind of piggyback off of each other. And、um, if you don't know people that are listening, like David has really been 
a cheerleader for me to continue to do um, when I grow up too. And so, um, you know, and there are times where like you had mentioned Mike Sohn mm-hmm. is um, coming on your podcast as mm-hmm. well. And um, yeah, like sometimes I want to dig into the details of their life, but at the same time, I, I want to keep it like what we're focused on, right. Right? right? And so I think it's so great that you can really dig deep and talk about things that a lot of people are not talking about. Mm, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And you know, I, did we talk about this on a po- previous podcast? Because um, one of the first things you talked to me about when you, before you started the podcast uh-huh. was, you know, like I remember you, you asking me, David, you know, like when I, start this podcast there's gonna be a lot of like overlap because like you know like in in the podcast episodes that i do where i'm learning about people's lives like Mm. we talk about career and like Mm -hmm. how they get there and all that kind of stuff and i remember you were the conversation was somewhere along the lines of is it okay that there's gonna be this overlap have you talked about this in person have we talked about it in person have you talked about this on the podcast i don't think so yeah um, but I remember the conversation. Yeah, for sure. Because I I was really taken aback because I was like, why does that matter? Like it matters. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. It's just like you're. I don't want to step on anyone's toes, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I respect what you do. You know? And you know, like this. That's that's what I want to talk about a little bit. Is um. Like, I wonder if that's a detriment, that mentality. Look, first of all, I really appreciated you even asking me that, Mm. you know, because obviously, like, you're being very considerate. And the whole taking the back thing was, is just because of my desire to see more voices in our community being Mm. amplified, right? Um, And and that's also why, like, I said, hey, you should do it, you should do it. Um, And whenever anyone has an idea for a platform to do anything, I'm always like, you should go for it. Like, mm-hmm. I was really happy when David started Worship Break. Like, that's, it's so great. Like, I remember having a conversation with him about him at one point saying, well, if I'm just singing songs that already exist, why can't people just go to that original, like, song mm-hmm. and listen to that? Mm-hmm. But, like, now we see, like, it's such a different impact when you know the person. And also, like, I truly believe David is like really anointed in like the way that he leads worship. Like there's like it's the Holy Spirit like really working in that. And so it's like when I hear him like praising through, you know, uh, a worship break, it's like it really hits you differently, you yeah. know? Like you it really does help facilitate in your worship and, and praise. So like when I see that and when when I see him doing that, it's it's so great, but it breaks my heart to have seen him like question like question it in the first place mm. you know what i mean like oh man like i wonder if there are people out there like thinking oh i can't do this because of this limiting factor mm. when it's not actually a limiting factor that's interesting um i mean like i know what you're talking about mm-hmm. i do think david's like um hesitation to start something like worship break was a little bit different okay. i think for him his thing was a little more of a a stronghold over his life like as far as um pride goes i think for him it was more like he had to surrender and lay down this idea of yeah like am i going to be hindered that that no one is 
commenting or like、oh. not enough followers, right?、Mm. In this culture that we live in today.、Mm. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be speaking for him,、mm. but I think there was a struggle there, right? Like, of, you know, am I doing this to be famous or am I doing this because I really want to bless people? And I think,、right. um, you know, in prayer, because、um, I was praying alongside him before、mm. he started this, and I think、um, he was really able to surrender that part down and、um, God really. Encouraged him and gave him peace that,、um, no, this is this serves another purpose.、Mm. And、um, yeah, so now, you know, he, I think, you know, his his personality in the beginning was like,、oh, I'm going to do it weekly because that's just who I am.、Mm. And we're both kind of like that. And,、yeah. um, but, you know, I think now it's it's just a little more about、um, priority, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he loves worship break and, Um, he loves doing it. He loves recording. He loves music. And I think in the beginning, too, it was a discipline for him. It was really good.、Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, what comes first? Our family,、for、you、sure. know, and things like that. So, so as far as that goes, I think David's thing was a little bit different.、Mm-hmm. I think you really encouraged him, though.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think both you, your family, like, really, <laughs> really spoke into our lives、um, as far as these creative platforms、uh-huh. go. I think it. <laughs> I think that also has to do with the fact that we really respect you and Shirley a lot,、oh, too.、Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting what you just said about the hindrance of people、um, doing things、mm-hmm. because, well, what did you say? What was the word、yeah, you said? Because,、well, like, for, for you, when you asked me that question, like, if you'd never asked me that question of, am I. Gonna be like stepping on your toes because there's gonna be、mm, overlap.、Mm-hmm. If you never asked me the question and just assumed that it would be and didn't never do, did it, then that would be like, why? Like, right, that right. would be heartbreaking. Yeah, you know? that's you know? super sad.、Yeah. Even for me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm glad I, but I think, yeah, I'm sure there are a ton of people、mm. that make assumptions because you know, they don't like, go for it because of the fear, right? Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but I do, I am open to. The possibility that someone out there wants to like start a podcast similar to I hope they hear this, and they might be saying, Well, that I hope they hear this already exists, so I don't want to start it. Like, that would be really heartbreaking for me、mm. to like learn of a situation like that because you know, like, people, I mean, everyone has different networks,、mm-hmm. and everyone has their unique voices and、mm-hmm. unique stories,、mm-hmm. so and you know, people are going to choose what. Podcast they want to listen to. Right, right. You know, like if I, I don't believe in the whole, like if there's too many podcasts out there, then people, you're going to like lose listeners and you're not going to, like, who cares? Like、right. they're going to choose whichever one's the best. Yeah. And so if they don't listen to yours, then that just means that they found something better to listen to that、mm. resonates with them more or that they find more interesting. So it's、mm-hmm. a it's a win win,、mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I just, I, I, I guess I just don't like this whole capitalistic, like, um, Zero sum game kind of mentality, sure. Yeah,、um, yeah, but yeah, like, so when you first asked that question, like, do you so let me ask you this if I were to have said, Yeah, there's a lot of overlap, like, would you have not <laughs> started the When I Grow Up podcast? Uh, yeah, probably not. Oh, that's so sad. I'm so glad I didn't respond that way. No, but I think. Or, I don't know. I mean, I think we would have talked about it、mm-hmm. more. And I think. Because、um, here's the thing, right? I can't imagine myself having responded that way、uh-huh. if I were in a like, dark enough place. 
like like I mentioned earlier right, in the podcast, right. like if I was dealing with anxiety and all this kind of stuff, and like because I, I I'm pretty sure I shared this before as well, but there was a moment where I saw Shar- like Shirley doing all these like cool things with like soft tea, yeah. and, like, and she started Aisley in June, June, yeah, and she's doing like all these really like great things, mm-hmm. and I, I want to be a cheerleader for that, and I feel like I have as best as I could, but there is a sliver of me who is in the back of my mind thinking well if she's doing these things then like is it gonna take away from like my ability to do this Mm. and like with that kind of swirling in my head and if my anxiety was bad enough and you had asked me at like that precise moment Mm -hmm. i would have been i don't i i don't know maybe i'm too like passive to to say oh yeah there would have been overlap but I can see myself being really tempted to kind of lead you down a path where you wouldn't have started the podcast. Okay, so I, I think if I'm like real honest with myself, if you had said that, I think I would have taken it mm-hmm. and talked about it with David, right? And then um, thought about it more, mm-hmm. contemplated. And I feel like I would have moved forward, but I definitely feel like there would be tension between you and I. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and it would have it would have been unspoken, I think. Mm-hmm. And if it got bad enough, I'm sure I would have brought it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's probably what would would have happened. Yeah, and, and so I, I don't know this. I guess I don't know the solution to this. <laughs> but it's just I I want to encourage mm-hmm. everybody to just be like, well, first of all, to bring things out into the open when they need to be, um, but also kind of just go for it. Yeah. Um, I don't think, at least in terms of creative endeavors like these, there, there really is such thing as stepping on other people's toes. Right, right, right yeah. yeah. I mean, like, and I think um, going b- back to that that fear aspect, you know, if I could circle it about a- around to when I grew up, you mm-hmm. know, for me, that's part of the mission too, right? It's like I want to... Um, kind of break that barrier Mm. into being fearful of what you don't know right Mm. and um i think as far as doing creative things or even if you want to start a podcast i think having conversations with people that do podcasts right and being open and honest i think even for us right like just being open and honest with people um is is important you know and it and there's no solution for for one's anxiety or fear that is not being articulated or talked about but i think what you said i mean like if you feel passionate about something or you feel like doing something like you should just do it because honestly it's so cliche but truly like tomorrow is not promised to you and i'm learning that more and more as we grow older right Mm -hmm. so um yeah, and I and I say this, and I'm like preaching to myself too, right? But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's intimidating, right, yeah. to start new things. And I think even me coming to you during that time, and maybe even seeking some approval, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and like being like some blessing, maybe even, um, because from the outside, right, and from the inside, but like you do such a great job, right? So it's oh, like. Thank you. It's like, oh, like, can I do 
a good job too. <laughs> but like, it's all these things, all、uh-huh. these things mixed into that. So yeah, I think just being me coming to you and just kind of sharing my thoughts openly, I think helped in me just moving forward、mm. and starting the podcast. That's awesome.、Yeah. Well, I, I do have to say this.、Um, Few minutes ago, you mentioned that like you guys look up to me and Shirley,、um, and like you respect us enough to like ask us or, or like to re- accept the encouragement we give you guys. Of course, yeah. Like, that's so funny because we feel like it's the other way around. Like, What? like whenever, <laughs> like yeah, you know, like you know, we've worked together, like、mm-hmm. we've been friends, and like we've done things together for so long.、Mm-hmm. Like when we think about like service network and things like that,、yeah. like because like service network, me and Shirley were. Mostly just kind of there, but you like leading like all those like prayer nights、mm-hmm. and like David leading worship. We were always like, oh, like they're so good at what they do, you know. <laughs> so by God's I, grace alone.、Yeah. <laughs> so like when I when you talk about encouragement from me,、mm-hmm. I, I think it was more just my curiosity of why aren't you guys already doing it? Like you're、uh, so great at it. So like, so like we're fearful too, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, intimidated. Like, yes. Yeah, so for you to have. Accepted it as encouragement.、Um, I'm thankful for that.、Mm. So humbled.、Um, but yeah, it's just it's just interesting how、um, the unspoken things, right? Yes. Like, the, the way that we view people. You know, it's like yeah. It's, do, do you have a hard stop? No, I don't. Okay, okay. I'm good. I have a few more questions. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm、um, good. I'm good. Yeah, man. You know,、um, the issue with it's not an issue because I like it, but the issue with <laughs> Having these unscripted conversations is kind of goes everywhere, and especially with someone like you, <laughs> I feel so comfortable like talking about these things, and like you're like a natural facilitator as well, being a podcast host. Like,、uh-huh. it, like I like feel so free to like. Yeah, I mean, like I definitely <laughs> will say.、Um, how can I say this? So I tell people sometimes. I mean, you know.、Mm-hmm. It might be different for you though, because a lot of your、um, podcast episodes, I think、um, there's this flowing conversation, right? And you're not talking about one particular thing,、mm-hmm. but I think for me, I feel the need to kind of stay on topic right, right. and ask specific questions about their job. And you know, I, I have some people like I mean, I'll just use David for example.、Um, you know, like. He can talk about things if you ask him the right questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but then sometimes, like, if you don't have people that are like a little more extroverted and like free flowing, it's、uh-huh. a little bit hard、uh-huh. to like have this like very like natural, organic, like ebb and flow、right. back and forth for a podcast.、Right. And so, yes, I will agree. All that to say, right now I'm having a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> Great, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I remember David. Um, there were some questions you asked, and he answered with like one word、right. answers, <laughs> and then I can like, I don't think you said it, but I can feel from <laughs> like just hearing between the words it was like, honey, you gotta give me more. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah,、uh, so <laughs> no, but then but then you guys definitely do hit a stride where、um, like you guys get into the the groove of it. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I do know what you're talking about.、Yeah. <laughs> Well, one of the one of the questions I wanted to ask you regarding your podcast was having heard all these careers、mm-hmm. and people's stories. Has it like in have you considered like oh I wonder if this career is for me? Like has has that influence happened yet? Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> but like <laughs> not in like a really like practical way honestly mm. but Again, everybody, most everybody that I've had on the podcast, by God's grace, um, uh, truly love what they do. Mm. So when they advocate for it, I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like I should have done this, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I'm sold mm-hmm. um, for a lot of them. But there has been, I think, one or two where I'm like, oh, like, should I consider going back to school for mm. this? Um, I think... As someone that's worked in ministry for a long time mm-hmm. and um, talked with a lot of people, because that's pretty much what ministry is, right? Yeah. And I think um, the marriage and family counselor that I had on, um, not Ginny, but there is another one. Right. Um, and she, her name is Gina. And after talking to her, I was like, oh, like, this seems like something I might like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then... Not really, because mm. I don't. I don't think I would be really good at. Uh, I like more talking than listening, if I'm honest. Uh-huh. So I don't know if I could sit and listen all day. Um, and then like Diana Doe, who is a high school counselor. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd want to be a high school counselor, but I like the idea, right, of working with students mm. and being able to help them. Right, right, right and get paid for it right. um so so um those are two that i think kind of are in line with my personality and kind of ministry and in, in what i'm doing right now mm-hmm. um that i've kind of thought oh i never thought of that honestly like high school counselor like i was like man who thinks of that mm. but then there are people that do they dream about it you yeah. know so yeah. so then have other people reached out to you saying, hey, this conversation you had with this person was really interesting. I'd like to like learn more. Has that happened yet? Yes, I've had like um, not wow. just maybe a handful uh-huh. of people in the year. And for me, um, that makes it all worth it. I mean, that, that's yes. that's the dream. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So do you know if anyone's like firmly changed career paths? Um, no, I don't think anyone's firmly changed their career path, but it's definitely changed like the trajectory of their thinking, right? Mm. Like being more open Mm. and, um, hearing stories and I would even call them testimonies of like people going through, you know, all four years, maybe five years of college. Mm -hmm. And then, and then after graduating, completely turning a different direction and Mm. it's okay. Mm. Right. And like people kind of sharing with me like, Oh, like I didn't know it was okay. Mm. And I feel like a failure, right. If I don't do what I studied for five years and paid money to learn about. Um, but there are tons of people, on the podcast i wouldn't say tense i guess that's exaggerating but uh many people on the podcast that that's their story yeah and they're extremely successful now and so um yeah that in itself i think yes for the listeners but even for the my guests i think um for a lot of them they've shared with me how so okay before each interview um some people are more like on the fly people a lot of these people that are in careers though they tend to be more like i need some predictability Mm -hmm. so i will send them like kind of a outline of questions right that i tell them i like preface and disclaim like hey like i could ask these questions these are this is most likely the direction i'm gonna go but i tend to go off script Mm -hmm. so just so you know but Mm -hmm. all that to say um 
they'll share with me that, hey, you know, going through these guided questions um, really gave me a chance to reflect back on mm. the last 10 years and go through this journey in my mind that I hadn't thought about. And um, they're really thankful. Mm. And I think the platform that When I Grow Up gives for listeners as well as guests, mm. I think, yeah, it has been really encouraging for for a lot of them. So yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you're like not only serving people looking for careers, but even the people in their careers, you're giving them a chance to be like introspective and look back. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'd like to think that. And I think, um, I think the same for you though, with the people you have on, but like really being able to champion the guest Mm. has been for me a really big blessing. Yeah. 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 Who have you enjoyed championing the most? Uh, <laughs> there's so many. No, they're all really great. I can't really. Uh, I mean, we're on episode 56. I've interviewed 56 people. Yeah. Like, it's crazy yeah. to me. Like, I'm like, where did all these people come from? <laughs> um, who did I like? Uh, I don't know. They're all they're all good. Because I, I know. Like. Um, and this is a kind of a uh, special case, but after you interviewed uh, Christina, like I know you were uh, really advocating for the, the, the collective effect. Sure, yeah, like, being yeah. The, you know, being that she created a nonprofit, of mm-hmm, course, it makes mm-hmm, sense. But mm-hmm. like, I, like that's that was really great to see. Yeah, 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 that's a good example. I mean, really, everybody has been so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for that particular episode, I mean, it's close to my heart because I've seen her the last 12, 15, I, mean, I don't even know how long, how many X amount of years, a long time mm. um, from the ground up building collective effect and how far it's come and her vision teams now that she's creating. Um, yeah, it was really cool to be able to champion her in that way and yeah. just be able to share her story and what it is she's all about was really special for me definitely yeah. yeah we go back like like my freshman year of high school so, oh wow yeah it's been a long time wow. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna ask you this you don't have to be specific but okay have you gotten like hate mail yet uh, i know the term hate mail is a little dated but have you <laughs> i have I, well kind of like oh well, like people who disagree with right yeah. right right have you had that um i just had one mm. but i don't know like i think i even texted you guys like um yeah. after it happened because i was like you guys <laughs> you'll never guess what happened um, um it wasn't hate mail it was just like you mentioned just now just a disagreement mm. i think he just had something something rubbed him the wrong way with mm-hmm. what i said and he felt the need to s- tell me yeah and yeah. i was like okay that's fine yeah because I, I, okay then, let's talk about the kind of psychology of of what that does to us as uh, podcast yes let's okay? talk about because with me I, it was funny i had a um, conversation with jonathan Choi okay on the podcast and during during the the conversation we were talking about something and i said yeah you know i get a ton of hate mail and then i thought about it no no i said most of the feedback i get is negative is what i told him okay but then like as i was talking to him i was thinking about what that is and i realized actually like by far most of the feedback i get is positive hmm. yeah like almost 
99% of the feedback I get is really positive. And some some of them are from like total strangers. Like I did one episode. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> it's so great, right? Like someone saying, yeah. like, hey, like I really like this podcast episode. Like I, I really enjoyed what you talked about, blah, blah. But it's it like that moment stuck with me because mm-hmm. in my mind, I was convinced a majority of it was negative mm-hmm. because of the small subset. I see. Right? I so see. like, how, how did it make you feel when, when you first got that? I felt offended. <laughs> I was like really offended. and yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, I mean, I put myself out there, yeah. you know. Why am I offended? Yeah. Um, it's bound to happen. But I think like, how did it make me feel? Um, I think because I knew about your experience, mm. I felt it less. Oh, good. Honestly, because I was like, oh, it's okay. It happened to David, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Like, and um, and also this particular comment honestly didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, and I've only had one, right? <laughs> like, and um, there's a you have a lot more listeners, but <laughs> but um, and I think it was just in that moment, like it was discouraging, yeah. you know, and I just kind of was because i'm a person too even though i put myself out there and i thought oh and then what was more discouraging was um yeah he's a believer in Mm. god and so i just felt very attacked yeah for no reason right yeah yeah and you know you know the whole because you kept you kept saying the phrase yeah i put myself out there a lot but like it makes me think are we as podcasters are we giving people permission to openly like criticize us in a kind of derogatory way like is that the are we open to because i don't remember signing that contract you know what i mean like like, right or is that just does that come with the territory i think it i think okay just my Mm -hmm. um way of thinking Mm -hmm. is yes it comes with the territory um only because like i have no control over what other people think or say Mm -hmm. and um not everyone thinks the same way as i do and i it's i mean you know i hate this when people say it's but like it's a free country whatever you can say whatever you want but um yeah i mean People should be able to say what they want to say. Yeah, it's true, but it's it's funny to me because I feel like these are things that people normally don't say to people's faces. Oh, you're right. You know what I mean? Like it's like, sure, we have a platform that we're trying to like we're created we've created, but it's not like we're making millions of dollars off of it. Right. Right. We're not celebrities. Right. Right. And we're we're not. Yeah, and, and it's just, I I wonder what it is about being on a platform that gives people the permission to almost like you know it, it it's not polite like and you right right I mean no I agree with that hmm, hmm. okay I'm externally processing yes. right yes. now okay um so excuse me if I sound like an idiot but <laughs> um. Okay, so we're doing a podcast and we're having open conversations with people and people are listening in. 
And I think podcasts have this illusion, just like anything else that you listen to or watch, like on YouTube, right? You like watch people's vlogs. Like mm -hmm. you kind of invite them into this private conversation, this life that you have, mm. right? And it's almost like they feel like they have some sort of say in whatever is going on because you've let them in is what I kind of feel. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't think they would say it if they were in here in person, but maybe they would. I don't know. I, I think, like, I'm not against disagreements at all, right? right? But it's just, for both our situations, uh -huh. I feel like it was more of the way that they said it. Right. Right? It was like the tone. Like, you didn't have to say it like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like, as a normal human being, there's like, there's a yeah. social contract, right? Right, right? Where you behave a certain way, unless you're a psychopath or a sociopath. Right, like, right. And, you know, it's it's the feeling of being attacked from, like, from the other side of the screen. You know what I mean? Like, and it's as, as if the humanity, like, your humanity is being stripped away from you. Mm -hmm. It's been stripped away from you. You are purely just the content that you put out there. Yeah. And so I don't need to address you as a human being kind of thing. That's kind of how I took it. Right. And. Because you're just this one person in this one conversation to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is not true. Yeah. And, you know, like, and the like for me and even for your case, I think it was purely based on like one little part, <laughs> you know, yes. like what you said, right? Yes. Without really considering any of anything else, uh -huh. you know. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I do, I I'm not I'm not I'm not saying this to discourage people from mm. like voicing disagreements but you know like consider who you're talking to you yeah. know like that the other person is a human being and yeah. like this yeah because I, I say this because like the conversation like when the person disagreed with me uh -huh. it was a perfectly fine conversation uh -huh. like I, I heard her out like and like you know it wasn't like we're on good terms um but it's it was still something that like kind of rang in my head for a little bit right you know like yeah you know like oh, i wonder why that person said it this way mm -hmm. oh it's fine but like did i and you know like and, and i don't know everything and you don't know everything of course i don't not. think like no one i mean the number one podcaster joe rogan doesn't know everything but you know like i think there's a certain level of people assume that we need to know mm. like most things yeah yeah which again and I I def on my podcast i definitely don't know anything <laughs> like i don't know anything but yeah. yeah no yeah it's you're right i feel like critiques okay like mm. constructive mm -hmm. criticism mm -hmm. i welcome it because mm -hmm. that's just you know we want to be better yeah. and we want to grow but yeah, I think verbal attacks are not okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> to prove my point, there was an email early, early on that I got from a stranger kind of critiquing my podcast. But he did it very politely. It was really like I walked away from reading that email feeling good. Even though it from was... From a stranger? Yeah. It was, this person was talking about, hey, like I listened to your podcast. The content's great. Like I've, I've been really enjoying it recently. But I noticed a few things that you're doing. And one of the things was you, you tend to say, um, a lot. 
and uh a lot. And so there was a stretch where I was very cognizant of that. I, I've kind of let go of it since. But oh, there was a stretch where I was like, oh, I cannot say um or uh <laughs> because of what, he, what right, this person said. Right. And I, I remember in one of my podcasts early on, I mentioned something about, yeah, Obama is a very great speaker, like in leadership, blah, 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 blah. And then he was like, yeah, I remember you mentioning Obama as a great speaker. And he allows for pauses uh, to for dramatic effect um, to allow the people to like think like like all these kind of like really constructive feedback. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, but you know, like I, I first of all, I was kind of honored because I didn't think anyone was right. I mean, that's what yeah. I'm taking from this conversation. Yeah. Honestly, I'm like, wow, that's so great. Yeah, but like that criticism, although if put in a different way i could have gotten really offended of course yes. but because he spoke to me like i was a human being yes. trying to like do this thing that you know, i'm not an expert podcaster and especially back then uh, i was much further from it right um so I, I really appreciated that 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 feedback um so i guess all this to say i think delivery really matters <laughs> for me personally like the way that people speak to me i think is huge the yeah. content can be the same but the delivery can make or break what I think about you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think like, just don't vent to us, you know, like just think before you say yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, full transparency. But. Yeah. So what is, was that your worst experience as a podcaster receiving that, that feedback or is there anything else that was, like what do you mean like just any aspect of podcasting that was really detrimental to your happiness no thankfully that was the only that thing was yeah. yeah yeah see yeah. i mean because you went on a two-hour conversation with a friend and then had to redo it but that doesn't even hit the list right like that no. small comment is what is the worst experience that you've had associated with the podcast yeah so i think yeah. that does speak a lot to yeah and like why why can't we be encouraging to to people who do this right don't we want more podcasts am i the only one who wants more podcasts no you're not the only one um yeah i don't know why i don't know <laughs> I, I mean i'm part of me was like oh i guess thank you for listening mm. is what i i think i said back to the person because mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> i was like oh they were really like listening listening and yeah. um yeah so i i don't know why they could have said anything else yeah but they yeah. chose to not say anything else <laughs> but the meanest thing yeah, yeah. i'm realizing now that this might attract some hate mail this conversation that i'm having oh you think i i feel like some people can easily say well then stop podcasting uh... if you don't want the feedback you know no i mean like again we welcome the feedback the point is um, we are human too, mm. and we have feelings, yes. just like you do. Yes, yeah. Well, last question, because I know this is going really long. But what was the best experience you've had with your podcast? I think uh, I already mentioned it. I think people just reaching out mm. and telling me that um, they enjoyed what they listened to, or they had more questions about it, or if I can connect them with somebody. Mm. Um, that for me is um, the best best experience i think i um there are days you know david that i don't want to do it mm. 
you know, and I think after long days, I mean, I'm sure you know too, after a long day of work, and for me, it's a long day with the kids, and um, I record at 9 p.m. with most of my guests because that's after my kids go down, and I getting myself to go to the basement after you know i've wrestled my children to bed and they're screaming and they don't want to go to sleep um it's great having kids by the way <laughs> i'm so sorry it's not just showing you the bad sides but um uh and then trying to get myself to go down to the basement to have a intentional conversation um for me sometimes it's really hard because mm. i'm just i just want to vegetate you know and i yeah. don't want to do it um However, it's on those particular days where, again, by God's grace, a random person, somebody I couldn't know, someone I don't know maybe, will reach out and just kind of be like, hey, this is really cool. I'm glad you're doing this. Mm. And um, that for me is like, all right, then we press on, you Mm. know. And again, it has nothing to do with the people that are on. It has nothing to do with the podcast itself. I think just for me, those days can be very hard and tiring and um yeah but the best the best experience that i've had doing it is just people even if it's a few um reaching out and telling me that it's made a difference for them Mm. yeah it's it's, that's it that's what it's about yeah yeah and i want to say this guys if you want to support your favorite podcasters or your local podcasters like me or Blair, you know, really just reaching out and just, you know, saying, hey, like, I like what you're doing, or hey, like, I listened, and this is what I thought. Like, just those simple messages, I think, go a long way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't want to support us monetarily, which also is welcome, <laughs> <laughs> um, please, The yeah, I, I think encouragement really, really does does help. It, it does, uh, I mean, and with, with your podcast, Uh-huh. Like with uh, my podcast, I, I talked to Jonathan about this. It would it would have been two episodes back. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't really know like the vision of this podcast. Like I don't know what the like clear goal. You don't. Is. I like, feel like I know it, but th- there's. I think I I know kind of vaguely. Okay. But like with your podcast though, there's like such a clear noble vision, mm-hmm. and I I really think it's amazing. Especially because I was, I would have been the perfect demographic in, in terms of a listener for your podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't know what available careers there were for Asian Americans. Right, right. And it wasn't like Asian Americans aren't qualified for certain things. But in my mind, it was just I only see like lawyers, engineers, mm-hmm. like and not many careers that really, yeah, like. The, the variety of it, I didn't see Asian Americans being in. So for I, I didn't know the exact reason, mm-hmm. but I figured there was some unknown force out there that prevented Asian Americans from being in certain careers. Interesting, you know? yeah. So um, to see, I mean, someone working at NASA, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just I, I can't even list, there's so many different careers that have been on your podcast, Yeah, right? definitely. All Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. And to hear about their journey to getting to where they are mm-hmm. and like them enjoying it and, and being good at it, it really it impacts me now, even as a person who's 
plenty along in his career. Yeah, yeah. So I can only imagine what it's doing for you know the high schoolers, college students out there who are just now beginning to think about their careers, right? Yeah. So w- when I say, guys, you should support Blair with an encouraging word, it's not just to encourage her because she's doing a cool thing with the podcast. It, it can literally affect the next generation. Mm-hmm. It can have a resounding, rippling effect. So yeah. If you don't listen to my podcast, you should definitely at least be listening to Blair's because, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just interesting. It's, mm-hmm. it's not even about, oh, you, you can only listen to it if you want to have a new career. It's just really interesting to hear about other people's stories and, 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 and the work that they do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thanks, David. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, before we uh, end our time together, did you have any last thoughts? Any, anything you wanted to, uh, tell the the podcast listeners out there um last thoughts not really but other than just you know i'm in this new season of life and of i think just post covid i've had a lot of um, revelation in my own life and uh, realizing yeah there's nothing uh to fear (laughs) but yourself like your own thoughts the lies that um, Satan tells you and from the enemy and I think talking to people right your community is is valuable and um, I'm saying that because you know I think it's difficult to start new things when when you think that I mean, we already talked about it, right? The assumptions that you make about yourself or other people that prevent you from doing new things or going for it. And um, whether it's a podcast or or a new job or just a new season in your life, um, yeah, I think there are people ready and willing to rally around you Hmm. um, to encourage you to move forward. So, yeah absolutely wow that's awesome yeah yeah well uh thank you guys so much for listening and don't forget to tune into the when i grow up podcast and uh, support blair and david and what they're doing david kim blair's husband (laughs) so yeah once again thank you guys so much for listening blair thank you so much for being here thanks so much david yeah and i'll talk to you next time bye